everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of SDGC Dual Daddies. Now, this is a very exciting episode because as uh, as grateful, and I want to say this first, like, like as we are so grateful to our good friend, uh, Amanda Farrow, for filling in for Finny Finn Finn while he was out tending. And also our uh, own SDGC member, Britt. That's right. Britt was on too. So thanks to, thanks, thanks to both of those daddies to uh to for for filling in for for you but now like you know now we've got the real deal here like i i am no longer i it's i'm no longer just dad we're dual daddies again finn we're dual hell yeah we're dual daddies um and this is your and so now finn is back on the show on a regular basis uh so we can resume uh more a more regular schedule on this uh on this little sdgc offshoot here Uh, correct Finn, we are now four months into the birth she of is your child. Four months old, and an absolute delight. She has begun to sit up. She's begun to babble constantly. She grasps with the grip strength of a pro. Uh, she has started teething, which is terrible for her, but adorable for me because she has decided to uh, nom on every finger but the thumb. Yeah, but it's going to so, be terrible for you too. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's it's already like keeping her up more than usual. But you know what? We're we're making it through, and she's just the best and the a delight, and everything about her is amazing. And yeah, that's where I am at emotionally and uh, mentally, and so uh, all that stuff. So I so obviously her name is Anna Celeste. Anna Celeste Um, from the Final Fantasy VI best game of all time. So, oh, bless you, Finn. Now, I have to ask, if there were ever a hypothetical brother in her situation, you would have to name him, like, Locke or No, we already, have, we already have that name knocked out, and it's, uh, it's a, tri- it, once again, it's a combination of a tribute to a family member, uh, but also a video game. Are you so, going to give me the name? Uh, his name would be Nolan. Nolan? Yes. As in, because so you know I love uh, Uncharted. So the voice actor of Nathan Drake, of course, Nolan North. And I just love the name Nolan in general. Because you have to understand, so, every name I make or, or, or want is based off of being called Matthew. And as a John, I'm sure you can understand that growing up, you were, uh, what's the opposite word of unique? So I want to give them an, oh, yeah. a, names that like aren't as common, but not like celebrity crazy name you could status. you could name him you could name him nolan nathan uh or nathan nolan going with, with henry n. going with, with henry n. Yeah. henry that's a family member yes hmm. so that's i still then, think you should name him kefka i mean i'm actually gonna secretly uh when once again when caitlin's asleep after the birth i will write in um sabin or oh, that's edgar Excellent. Now, Edgar sounds too old. What? You you want me to? Okay, Caitlin is in the other room, and she overheard, and she's all for lock. She's all about uh, it. And and also, the middle name will be Interceptor, because you got to show Shadow Ooh. some love. Ooh, I like that. Uh, no, it's got to be Cole, though. His last Ooh. name. It's got to be Lock Cole uh, Finneman. Ooh, I like it. Okay. That's a good one. Or, like, what if you, you know what? What if you named him Setzer Gabiani? You know what? That's actually uh. That's actually the uh, if we have a second boy, we've already decided on Setzer. Have you noticed that like like 
a ton, like there are so many Italian name influences in Final Fantasy VI. You're right. Like, you know what? I, like, I I can go with Cyan. I'll go with Cyan. That's like Set Gabbiani, you know, or like Kefka Palazzo, that right. which is like it's literally very, the Italian word for house, very or castle. very uh, European flavored. That one like was. Edgar Edgar's middle name is Roni. <laughs> like ro- like Risa Roni. Like his middle Saban name is Roni. Roni and and their Sa- father Risa. Edgar Risa, Sabin yeah. and their yeah. father Risa. Yeah. There are a lot of it like I hadn't really considered that until recently when I, I replayed it for the billionth time, but there are a ton. I, it's like like it, it's a very, very like middle European flavored game. Um but Finn, we could talk about Final Fantasy VI all day long. We could, um, but that's not it what could literally. Here. It could literally be the cusp of this entire podcast, but it probably you, will. But but you are you're back. You're back now. This is correct. And I'm curious. Four months in, how are we feeling uh, as a dad? What has um, your experience been so far? Absolutely the best. Uh, it's. I gotta tell you, the the four weeks I was on paternity leave from work were four of the greatest weeks. Just straight up, just walk, going walks in our stroller or in our little carrier, and just spending all day with her. Uh, I come home, and right now we've been uh, daycare starts in two weeks, which is gonna. Uh, it's gonna it be sucks. tough. As it's shit. gonna it's gonna be tough. Right now, because Caitlin, we, we staggered it, right? So Caitlin had maternity leave the first six weeks. Then I deferred my paternity leave until she was done. And then I did mine. So for the first 10 weeks, we were there. Then we've just been cycling Caitlin's family, uh, her parents off and on. And then my cousin was nice enough to come down and spend her summer watching her. So we're covered until daycare, but man... That's the that's the been the hardest part about being a parent so far is is juggling people to watch when you have two working parents. Because we told this daycare the day we found out we were pregnant, hey, we want to be on the list. And we're like, cool, August of 2021 is the earliest. And that was wild because she was born in March. And we told them in June of 2020. I can't believe it's been oh, it's already been four months, man. Like Jesus oh, it goes, when pe- people say uh, it goes, they grow up so quickly. They are not lying. I told I told it's, you I was one of those people who told dude, you. Dude, the first time she couldn't fit into her newborn clothes, Caitlin like teared up, and then the se- she can no longer really fit into three month clothes, and it's so sad. And she just grew out of her bassinet and officially moved into her crib, and that damn near broke Caitlin's heart. She's actually there sitting is, right next to me, holding Anna, like tearing up, just thinking about it. Is she a uh, woman? Is she uh, is is she sleeping through the night? Yes, um, we are very lucky in that regard. She will wake up maybe once. Um, whether it's is, more more now after she started teething, but she'll usually cry herself back to sleep because we started self soothing. But for the most part, we are getting pretty solid sleep as parents, which I was not expecting. And uh, how much, you know, that I'm actually curious, how much sleep are you guys getting? Because she goes to bed at like 930 and wakes up at 530 because she has to start getting ready for work anyway. And then I'm like an hour after that both ways. And then we just take turns on who wakes up to uh, change a diaper or whatever. But really, it's been (coughs) 
pretty nice. So have the um so obviously like parenting comes with like like it, it, you can't understand the challenges of being a parent until you actually become one, right? Correct. Um now that and and you know ever since uh we found out that Caitlin was pregnant, you know like people have just been bombarding you with like advice, right? Cuz that I mean that that's always the way it goes. Um and so now I'm curious, you know, people constantly say, you know, oh, being, you know, being a parent is the hardest thing you're ever going to do. Um, now you're only four months in, but have you hit that point yet where, where you're like, oh, I can, you know, like, yeah, I can kind of, I can, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I can kind of see what people are talking about. Or are you like, man, these people are full of shit. This is the best. Like, like there's no challenge here. Like, this is fine. Where are you where are you at right now? Because you're gonna you're gonna run the gauntlet uh, of of all that shit. Uh, repeat the question. You cut out just a little. Okay. No. No. That's fine. Uh, so essentially, like you know, where are you at right now in regards of what you were expecting from a challenge perspective? Like I know you're that you're only four. Gotcha. Months. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So right now it's been easier than we thought to raise her, and we're chalking that up mostly to her just being the best girl around, but. I mean, she, like I said, it was the sleep thing that we were dreading the most because you just hear that your sleep schedule gets absolutely like just curb stomped. And for honestly, for the first two weeks, it was because she had to be fed every like two to three hours on the dot and that meant waking up throughout the night. But then after her first checkup and the doctor was like, wow, she's gaining a lot of like really good weight. Like this is exactly where we want her to be. You can now let her sleep through the night and only feed her when she wakes up. And that was the turning point. That that was wonderful because then she started sleeping. Like, let me tell you the first night she slept through the night, we both woke up independently freaking out. Like, why isn't she crying? What happened? What's wrong? <laughs> yep. Get running out of bed and checking and just making sure she was breathing. And we're like, Oh, Okay, like we our bodies were so conditioned to wake up at that point, like even after just two weeks, and now we're just back to pretty much normal for the most part. Yeah. So, so no, no, no. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying, like, so sleep was the the part that was the most concerning that ended up being nicer than we anticipated. But she's also the the term we've been using is Velcro baby. She loves being held. She's oh, not a fan so, of being so, put down. What? Well, so. So it sounds so a lot of people get stuck with these babies that are just like, I'm sorry, parents, but like some of your babies are fucking nightmares. <laughs> like, I mean, some some of them just are. Mine wasn't, <coughs> thankfully, but I know a lot of parents who just had to deal with just like the worst fucking babies. And it sounds like you have mostly escaped that fate so far. I mean, like you said, it's very early and we are both of sets of our parents have been like, well. You were really good, but your brother was a nightmare and vice versa. And it seems to be the consensus is if one baby's good, your next one's going to uh, really just t- take up the slack. So we uh, so far, it's been good and we hope to continue to be so. But once you enter the teething phase, you never know. So um, so we're at four months now. Um, what have you, yes. what do you think is the most valuable lesson that you have learned so far? And again, like, like, you know, like with the understanding that 
you are only four months into this thing. Like you got a you got a lifetime of fucking experience uh, waiting. But but what but like what is the most valuable thing that you've learned so far? Hmm. Um. Well, I'll tell you one thing I learned is that I can't do a swaddle for shit. So we just bought this thing called a sleep sack, which simulates can, can, a uh, so swaddle. Swaddling, swaddling is actually a super effective way to get a baby to sleep, though. It is. Like, for But that's real, what they like, make these things called sleep sacks, which are basically swaddles, but mm. they're zippered and Velcroed. So you, it's, it's dummy proof. It's the best. But she's grown out of them because you can't like wrap them up once they can start roll over. Because if they roll over overnight, they need to be able to use their arms to push them back themselves back up so has has caitlin mastered the swaddle no like i said we went straight to sleep sacks and just never even bothered we we both sucked at them the poor nurses during in the maternity ward were like here's how you do swaddle i'm like that seems reasonable and then i would try it it was like it was like the the swaddle version of that show nailed it you know like the the nurse comes out and like look how easy and simple it is and then i try it and it looks like hot garbage and it didn't work at all we actually swaddled Moo once, and she passed the fuck out. Swaddling is great. I swaddled Caitlin once in a comforter. Gone. Just knocked out. I call, so, we call it burritoing. Burritoing? <laughs> when you're an adult, a swaddle is just a burrito. So video games this is yes. still this is also a uh, a, a video game centric uh little little podcast here so you finn of course play video games just like i do i do you play a lot of video games i do um less than usual of, but of course well so, so so that comes so so that kind of ties into my question right like um, and I, and I'm sure that this is a, uh, the, the, you know, this is an issue that, that parents who are gamers are going to run into from jump street, right? Is it, like, you have to find that life balance of, well, obviously I need to take care of my baby, but at the same time I need a fucking break and I need to play some video games. My baby's awake. I need to unwind. What do I do? Like, 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 how are you managing that? Um, you know, it, 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 it was an adjustment period where I realized it's no longer like, I want to play a game and then I can just play a game. It's, I want to play a game. Let's make sure she's okay and like calm down and like taking a nap or just like doing tummy time or or with Caitlin or it's a little easier right now because like I said, my cousin's in town to watch her. So I have a little more leeway. But before she arrived and it was just us, the only two things I've really played since Anna got born have been Ratchet and Clank, which Anna straight loved. The colors and the vibrant, like, I imagine cartoony so, yeah. like animations. Like she was just like, "Wow, look at all the pretty colors!" And then I've been playing the Mass Effect hmm. trilogy, and I have made it to Mass Effect Three. So that's actually I've, pretty impressive, though. It, yeah, like I, I've I've gotten some <laughs> decent time, and it, it's mostly just been uh oh, and I, I bravely default two was the first one and caitlin beat pokemon snap so we've been finding time but it's that's mostly, actually super like bravely default actually really impresses me because that's like a fucking 80 hour game now that was during paternity leave so every uh, time she okay, and, right. and, and and this is like in month two of her so she's napping like all the time right so okay. i that that's the only reason and then also because it was a switch i could play while laying in bed so bravely default was the paternity leave game and then Ratchet and uh, Mass Effect have been the since then. So Bravely Default in March. And then ever since March, I've just been playing two games, basically. And but what one is of them's next- a trilogy, so. Right. Well, and like, so, and, and it's not like those are short games. Like, those are mean no, fucking those are, games. So exactly. Like, and the fact that you're on, uh, the fact that you are on Mass Effect 3 
uh, while also juggling a four-month-old is really super impressive. How many hours and did you put into Mass Effect this time around? I've a hundred percent at each of them. I'm getting my platinums for the whole trilogy. So okay, I'm now I'm on. really now I'm really impressed. Well, it's 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 a it's a combination of having a really supportive partner and already knowing what to do. If that makes sense, like saying it, I, I need to stress that I'm not neglecting my baby to play video games. For those that don't, Finn know, is neglecting his baby. Wow, my real baby was Commander Shepard. I don't believe it, Finn. But uh, no, it's just like like sometimes on a weekend, Caitlin will be like, you know, you haven't had a chance to play video games very often. I'm going to take care of Anna for a couple hours. Why don't you just relax? And then, you know, she'll want to play Pokemon Snap and I'll return the favor, that type of thing. So it's it's just it's a it's a team effort, basically, to make sure that we have time for each other. Well, I was I like you like obviously, you know, Kate and play or Kate Caitlin. Caitlin plays games too. Um, but have you guys like have you guys been able to play like games together? Uh, we have not played a game together yet. We still have It Takes Two on the docket. We're doing Sackboy. Yeah, uh, we were playing some Sackboy on PS5 co-op. Uh, oh. So we have that. We, we're we about 70% of the way through that. It's a lot harder to get time for co-op games, though. So those have been put I on could, pause. I, I can imagine, for sure. But I'll tell I was you gonna what. Say, we're I was going to say, like... Oh, oh go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was going to say, the next ones we are going to try and play are uh, the new Mario Party. Well, technically, the old new Mario Party and right. WarioWare. Oh, so War- oh, I just I forgot WarioWare is even coming out. That's going to be awesome. Um, have you guys uh, have you played that? What, what's it called? Um, it takes two. Yeah, I just said that's on our docket. Oh, I didn't hear that part. OK, I did not hear that one. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's, that's one we were excited to try out because we both played uh, their, their the first game a way out together. I have yet to play that, actually. I'm not yeah. the I'm not, I'm not his I'm not his biggest fan to be personal. That's fine. Per- we just like games we can play together. Actually, <clears throat> this is not this doesn't have anything to do with parenting, but some breaking news if you're interested. Ooh, hit me. Uh, Sony has officially closed certification for new PSV new PS Vita games. Well, Vita meant not life. that <laughs> not that anybody should be surprised by that. I, for me, the real story is, is that you could still that was still a thing that was happening. <laughs> I mean, indie like, devs were still making Vita games. It was like the home, it was like the homebrew people were dead. The people that were still there were dedicated. If you don't have a PS Vita, do yourself a favor. I'm talking not to you, but I'm talking to, to everybody listening. Go out and get one right now. Because the price for these things is already skyrocketing. Uh, and there is, in my opinion, there are very few more convenient ways to play older PlayStation games. Yeah. Um, plus, like, not that I would ever advocate, uh, you know, any sort of, you know, hacking of a, v- of a Vita. What I will say is that it's well suited for that. Not that I would if, ever advocate such a thing. If one was to... If the Vita one would so be an ideal client or, or uh, <clears throat> applicant for such a thing. If one were so inclined, of course. Yeah. You and I, you and I, Finn, are not inclined. No, of course not. Very clearly not inclined. Um, <laughs> just wanted to point that out. Um, so since it's just you and me right now, um, you haven't been able. So like, you've been understandably busy. Yes. Uh, so, but there was something that you and I have yet to to discuss, and if you don't mind, I was hoping we could bring it up tonight. 
Oh, okay. Um, and and it's it, it is a it is a topic that is uniquely uniquely a John and Finn thing. And since and you know what it's it's topical. And I I'm gonna I'm just gonna say that it's topical because it involves a character who shares Anna's middle name. Oh, um, I like it. Uh, the Final Fantasy one through six collection. Uh, yes. Today, Finn. Um, oh, they hit today. We, no. Okay. Uh, no, no. Today, uh, there was an, a Japanese interview uh, with Square Enix um, about the upcoming uh, Pixel remasters. Yeah, they've and been they doing said, a series of them, yeah. <coughs> they have. And they said today that um, we'll bring it to other consoles if there's demand for it. And I'm just like, I guys, heard that. Yeah, like, come I, on. I want to, I want to fucking sc- scream. Okay, like, here, here's here's the thing. Square is just this. That's their boilerplate answer. They love to release things on one system, wait just long enough for diehards to buy it, and then release it on another system <coughs> that they want. So they get the double dip. So normally I would say that you're right, but the even though they were horrible, the PC and mobile remakes of five and six never came to consoles. Yeah, uh, Cr- Chrono Trigger. Never came to consoles. I'm talking, you know, it was it was released on PC. Final Fantasy Tactics is sitting on mobile. That has yet to make it to modern day consoles. Um, same with Valkyrie Profile, like uh, Dragon Quest four, five, and six. Um, there are a ton of extremely high quality, very popular Square titles that are sitting on on PC and mobile that have not yet come to you know, current generation consoles, PS5, X, or, you know, whatever, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. And so I've seen a lot of people talk online about how, oh, they're coming eventually. And I'm like, are they though? Because, I mean, (coughs) to be perfectly honest with you, Square Enix's track record on that stuff isn't great. Um, I choose to have hope. uh, I mean, the fact that, (coughs) so I get, sorry, I got something stuck in my throat. I get supremely frustrated when a developer has a, and this isn't just Square Enix, this is any developer. When any developer has, like, you know, for example, a port of a beloved, well-known title that they know, they damn well know people would love on a particular console, and they say, well, if you want it on this console, buy it on this one. Show us the demand. And it's like, oh, fuck you. Like, like um, you know what? Atlas is bad with that. Um, yes. how, how many times now, Finn, have they said, how many of you guys would like Persona 4 Golden on Switch? And it's like, you know, we're just asking, and they've been doing it for years, and it's like, guys, you're either going to give it to us or not. Like, like I, I mean, you're either going to drop some of these other games on updated consoles or not. And I feel like, you know, I said on Twitter today, Finn, I said, I really hope Final Fantasy 1 through 6, a collection of little-known niche titles by indie, by indie developer Square Enix finally that. get their finally get their big break on consoles to catch up with the legendary blockbuster saga franchise. <laughs> like, and and I think that is what is most frustrating to me. Like, I'm not sh- like, look, like if you like it, like if you like the saga games, good on you. Um, they are extremely niche, um, extremely divisive, uh, and the quality of those games is all over the map. Um, but you cannot deny that they are being given the red carpet treatment by Square. And I know that's because, you know, the producer of those games is still Square and Hironobu Sakaguchi is not. Um, but at the same time, it's it's frustrating to watch a very, very 
unknown and frankly, comparatively unpopular franchise get that sort of treatment while the games that literally built the company into what it is today are just literally like almost afterthoughts, Finn. And I haven't had a chance to add. It's very Nintendo-like where you're like, what are you doing to your storied beloved back catalog? Come on. Just, we're just asking you to let us give you money. And you know, like I said that, and, uh, you know, I had a lot, n- not, n- not everyone, but a lot of people were like, well, you should be, just be thankful that they're coming at all. And I'm like, but no, like, no, like, I don't agree with that. Like, I mean, we should, I mean, we should be holding these companies to a higher standard when it comes to their game, these games that are literally timeless. Um, and, and like, look, like m- mobile ports are generally very cheap looking. Now these the, visually these look good. I mean, we'll get into that font, Finn. Um, but you know, I don't like it when people tell me, "Oh, well, you should be thankful for what you're getting. Just be happy." It's like, well, no. Like if we if we don't criticize the things and the and you know the you know the developers that we love, their things are will they'll never improve. Um, and it just speaks to a very profound tone deafness, I think, Finn. That. Well, you know, if there's enough demand, it was like, guys, it's Final Fantasy. You know there's demand. You know there's... De- like, look at the reaction when people found out that it wasn't coming to consoles. Like, what else do you need? It's, it's, I would love to be in that boardroom when they decide this kind of thing. You know what I mean? When like, they're, what, you know, like, snorting a line like, of glass and then they're like, ooh! Like, you know, let's, let's not... Let's only... Let's keep it on mobile and PC. Yeah, like, hey, people have been clamoring. Like, the phrase, switch win or switch port win might as well be trending but i know and i know they've already already they all exist on mobile already um but how about and look i get it okay it's cheaper to develop for mobile and steam than it is console it just it but it also that's why i choose to believe that it'll come because a lot of uh stuff like that eventually makes their way to switch like i'm not expecting it to hit playstation or xbox but switch is the sweet spot because like you said most of those things stayed on handheld in the past and switch not only that, dude, is but that the, weird dude, hybrid these, these games would sell like fucking these games would sell fucking bananas on the switch well of course they um, would but i'm saying like that's why i think they will hit switch maybe not the other consoles but switch is the hybrid so it's it it still is kind of a handheld i don't know i'll say this much though i have no reasoning except i just want it to be true if they hit the switch like let's let's hypothetically say they just come to switch fine that's my that's my preferred console anyway um if they hit switch with that horrible tiny aerial narrow font i will not purchase them i'm I'm hoping they fix it i hope like they they caved to pressure and fixed the mobile port of chrono trigger so i have hope after like five patches, but yeah, but it still happened. It it did happen. Um, but like one from an aesthetics and like people are like, well, you know, and, and again, I had a few people tell me, well, John, it's just a font. It's not that big of a deal. I'm like, well, one, it clashes with the pixel remaster aesthetic of the whole package. Like, you know, you're doing these and, and like, look, like, dude, the pixel remasters look good. They look good. Like, like, I mean, they look really good. It's a lot of that stuff is really impressive, which makes that horrible aerial narrow font even stand out even worse. But it's not just the ugliness and aesthetically just, you know, jarring, visually jarring aspect of the font. It's the fact that it's so fucking small, Finn, that it literally 
I mean, it hurts my eyes to try to read it. And and I just I don't know what they were thinking. And and I know that in when you're translating it to to uh, to Japanese kanji, um, that the font like, you know, that font is is meant it looks a lot better in, in Japanese. Right. Because because Japanese is just written differently. Um, so I, I, I'm hoping, I don't think they will, to be perfectly frank with you, uh, at least not at release, but, but it's, it's, I, I don't think they'll change it. And it's made even more maddening when you look at pictures of like Final Fantasy two pixel remaster and for the damage numbers and, and like pop-up battle yeah, notifications, it's got that pixel font. So I'm like, guys, like just use that. Like what, or use the Game Boy Advance font. <laughs> like, I mean, what are you, what are you doing? Like it's... <clears throat> And like, you know what I mean, Finn? Like, the, like it makes those really, really good-looking pixel remasters. Like, it's such a jarring choice when you when you go with that just terrible Arial Narrow font. Um, it's it's a very I, weird aesthetic choice. You got it. Like, even if you are all for it being on PC mobile, you have to admit it's weird. Well, and and like the thing is, is you know, from a, I mean, there's an accessibility issue here too, right? Because individuals who are, who have, you know, uh, you know, trouble seeing things, you know, people who are on the blindness spectrum with their vision, they're going to have real trouble. Like, dude, I have a 2020 vision and I have trouble reading this shit. Um, like, can you imagine what this is going to look like on an actual phone? Uh, and hopefully it I, works out. <clears throat> I just, you know, I mean, really what it boils down to is like these games, you're reading everything, the entire game. It's entire, like every piece of dialogue is text-based, every, you know, like, you know, you, menus, di- like this, every spoken line in this game is text-based. So you've got to read this stuff for 25, 30 hours, which is the average length of a final, uh, like, for example, a Final Fantasy VI playthrough. Um, and... I just, Finn, I don't know what they were thinking with this one, man. I just don't. Yeah. But then, then again, I feel like I, I say that about Square Enix quite a bit these days. It, it is the, uh, you know, hope. it's one of those things where they'll do something like really good and you're like, yeah, you guys get it now. And then they'll make a decision like that. And you're like, but why? Well, no. you know, and, and again, like I want to specify, I know that doesn't have anything to do with parenting, but you and I haven't had a chance to talk about this yet, really. Uh, so I, I, I wanted to make sure, uh, I wanted to make sure that you and I got the chance to converse about that because, uh, I know through text with you that you were also, I, I guess for lack of a better term, bitterly disappointed. Um, I think I've bounced back more than you have. <laughs> uh, it's still, I can, it, I can still tell it has, uh, is ripping you apart inside Lisa. It's it really you apart. It, it's but, yeah. I uh I mean I'm I've made my peace with it because I still like I said I have uh hope that it will arrive on the Switch sooner than later. I hope so too but look like the bottom line is I've still got my copy of Final Fantasy 6 on Super Nintendo and I've got a Super NT. So, you know, yeah. like and I also have the it. backbone now. I have the backbone and an Apple TV so I can technically play the Pixel ports on my TV. So, that's cool. also you've also got a super NT and a copy of Final Fantasy. I VI. sure as heck do. I have a signed copy from Sakaguchi himself of Final Fantasy VI. Why don't I have that? Thing? Uh, because when I worked with Sakaguchi, I did not know you. I don't, okay, so I don't think you're quite understanding what I'm getting at here. 
Why oh, have you not oh. sent that to me? Oh, oh, because you'll have to pry it from my cold, dead hands. That can be arranged. He signed my, my Chrono Trigger and my Final Fantasy III SNES cards. That can be arranged. However, I have hidden them, uh, and it involves a national treasure-esque uh, hunt mm-hmm. filled with intrigue and mystery. Okay. And also, right. at some point, the Templars. Okay, very well. The Templars, wow. There's like the this is getting to be honest with you deeper than There's I four it would. Templars, a fire Templar, a water Templar, an earth Templar, and a uh air Templar, you know. Interesting, fascinating. Really got to keep I'm, it. I'm learning something new every day, Finn. Yes. Every day. So, well, th- we've talked about me a lot. Let's finish up with you. How are uh oh, how is it me? like being a dad for a big boy? Uh, well, uh, it's probably a lot easier to play games. It is. (laughs) Um, actually he is, uh, and he'll be back here tomorrow actually. Uh, but he is, uh, playing through Chrono Trigger for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and he just reached, uh, the last, uh, he left off before he went back home for a couple weeks, uh, at antiquity. Um, so next is, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, he'll, he'll go fight, you know, the mammon machine and zeal and, uh, he's super into it. He's digging the shit out of it. Uh, and watching him like it, it was, it was so cool, uh, to see him like fire up Chrono Trigger for the first time. And within like 30 minutes, he was like, this is awesome. Um, you know, like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I could not be happier. And after that, I'm probably gonna get him started on Final Fantasy six. Nice. Either that or Super Metroid. Uh, you know, it's Super Metroid, because that way when Dread comes out, he'll be prepped. You think Super Metroid? Yeah, why You think not? that should be next? Metroidvanias make up one of the best genres in the industry, so why not start them with one of the best? No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, but aside from that, you know what, dude? Uh, things just uh, things just continue on here, as they have. He's doing okay. Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, I will have more to like, so I fully expect that he will finish Chrono Trigger by this weekend. And after that, I, who knows, dude, we might even have him on dual daddies to talk about it. Hell yeah. Who I'm down knows, for that, man. Who knows? Uh, so we are at almost 40 minutes here. And I think, uh, I think it's probably time for us to, to go ahead and wrap this episode of dual daddies up. Finn, it's just nice to have you back. Ah, oh, thanks buddy. No, thank you, Finn. Thank you. Now, do you have anything that you want to say before we kind of kind of log off here? Um, no, it's just great to be back. Anna's the best, and uh, yay, video games! Awesome. Well, until next time, everyone. This has been John Edfin, the SDGC Dual Daddies. Don't forget, we go live on Twitch.tv/officialSDGC every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Kindness costs nothing, everyone. Take care of each other. We will see you next week.